Hello, hello. Good, uh, good morning. This is Patrick Donahoe. This is the Paradigm Life podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is most likely going to be the the last podcast that we do uh, do for the year. Uh, but no better way to uh, to exit the uh, 2000 2009 with a good podcast. We had a lot of stuff to talk about today, but I wanted to apologize for the uh, last couple of weeks and not being able to uh, to do a podcast. I got uh, some some throat viruses or something to that extent, and uh, out of commission for a couple of weeks. But I'm I'm back, and I'm uh, glad to to see that we had a lot of downloads on our, on our previous podcast with with Andy Safa. It was uh, very impromptu, but uh, Andy is a very intelligent individual, and it was awesome to, to touch base with him and, and talk a lot about uh, economics and uh, kind of what's going on today and how it's going to impact people. Uh, but we're going to shift gears a little bit today and uh, end the year kind of strong with uh, with some talk on the infinite banking concept, which, which, is, the, uh, which is basically the strategy that Paradigm Life uh, gives and provides as a service to to our clients and uh up until now we've kind of gone bits and pieces on it and uh right rightfully so because the the concept in and of itself is relatively easy to to understand uh however the short-term and long-term implications of utilizing it are extremely profound and therefore utilizing a pretty sound uh, conceptual and philosophical foundation is is important and that's what we've tried to do over the last six months or so of, of podcast but today we're going to to get down to the nitty the nitty-gritty uh, but for those of you who are listening for the first time uh, I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to our previous podcasts uh, to grasp this uh, conceptual and philosophical foundation uh, because that's you know if you really look at how how individuals think and how individuals act uh, it's it's basically Based on what our, our surrounding influences are, and today financially there are a lot of strong influences, which mainly revolves around uh, the mainstream media and them portraying certain investments, certain investment strategies, certain utilization of financial resources in a particular way, uh, and that goes you know goes toward the use of mutual funds, uh, the market market based investing, uh, and also the utilization of credit and uh, consumption and spending and so forth. There's there's a great influence that we that we uh, that we're exposed to these days, and it influences our decisions. You know, and, and look at this past uh, uh, this past year. It's been it's been great in my in my perspective. I've learned a lot personally and and as a business. Uh, but you know, when times are tough, people start to think differently about money, and it's good because you know a conservative um, a conservative base, a, a frugality, not cheap and and miserly, but uh, a frugal frugal base when it comes to spending and really looking at the efficiency of your money uh, is big, and this last year has shown us uh, that booms uh, don't always uh, last for a long time, and they can catch us off guard, and we can lose a lot of money, uh, lose our employment, and uh, and it's unfortunate. But I think these types of events and these types of downturns in the market definitely teach some valuable lessons. So, uh, for for those of you again for listening for this first time, go back and listen to our uh, listen to our previous podcasts. Uh, we've been doing uh, this this online type of uh, podcast system for the last two years or so and I uh, definitely have some good information on there again my name is Patrick Donahoe and uh, and I'm the owner of, of Paradigm Life which is a uh, a company that really focuses on teaching people correct economic principles and I think that these principles have become very relevant as uh, we've experienced such a downturn in investments and downturn in the market uh, but what I what I try to focus on is is very sound economic principles I, I don't think that uh, numbers can definitely be fudged, and I, but I think if you really understand numbers and see how they're calculated, it's very difficult uh, for numbers to, to lie. And I, I think the only way in which numbers do lie is when people manipulate numbers. 
Um, and so numbers, you know, that that whole phrase as far as numbers never lie uh, is, is not true in my opinion because, you know, just go look at Enron and Arthur Anderson and uh, there's there's proof right there, proof in the pudding. So, but uh, but economics is a very interesting, uh, very interesting study. I think that people, once they hear that word, uh, it tends to give them a uh, kind of a, a cloud over their eyes and a misunderstanding and a misconception. Uh, but I, I think economics is a phenomenal uh, science or uh, or study, and uh, there's an economist by the name of Thomas Sowell, and he's a modern economist, uh, great great individual, uh, but he he uh, defines economics as a study of the production of resources that have alternative uses, and I think this is perfectly applicable to a person's individual finances because every dollar that you spend has an alternative use. Right, you spend a dollar on your taxes. You spend a dollar on utilities. You spend a dollar on food. You spend a dollar on your mortgage. You spend a dollar for whatever consumption. Right, that dollar loses what it could have earned in interest if you had it in an interest-bearing account. Think about, you know, I was I was discussing with my with my father, uh, who's been in town for the Christmas season, uh, about kind of what what his spending habits were over uh, over the time. Uh, that I was growing up, and I had two two younger brothers, and uh, it was it was fascinating because we've spent you know hun- literally hundreds of thousands of dollars on vacations and cars and extracurricular activities, uh, a few renovations to to our home. Um, we I played hockey growing up, and so a lot of money was spent on on travel and and so forth. Uh, hun- hundreds of thousands of dollars. We had a, we had a boat growing. Actually, we had two boats growing up. One boat was. Uh, uh, on, in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, but we uh, one boat sunk, and so we got insurance money on it and bought a, bought another boat. But um, you know all these all these all these expenses, I mean, it literally uh, summed up to hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, there's nothing wrong with those expenses, n- nothing at all. But every single dollar that was spent on those expenses had an alternative use. Right, and that alternative use was what it could have earned in interest. That alternative use could have been um, inside of an investment. That alternative use could have been not to a boat, but to a four wheeler. Um, or if it didn't go to the boat, it could have gone to another car. Or a, I mean, there's a, all money has an alternative use. So we're we're the individuals as as we're the 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 reason why money we have money in our bank account because we're the ones that work for it. Um, we get to decide what the most efficient use of that money is. But if we are not privy to all the alternatives of how to spend that money, uh, there's inefficiency. And I'm not I'm not going to stand here and say that I know what all the all the different options you have when you spend a dollar. That's that's not the case at all. But the system that we uh, that we teach as as a company shows an extremely efficient.
So th this use uh, of, of money in order to earn interest on it obviously plays a huge role into the future because of, of, compound, of compound interest, right? So the, the kind of measuring of, uh, of what you could have earned in interest is called opportunity cost. And going back to the example with my, with my father, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars that they hadn't been spent on cars and vacations and boats and so forth and had been in an interest-bearing account right now, obviously that $100,000 is going to start earning or continue to earn interest uh, for the next however long. Now, obviously what my father would have given up if he had taken that money and put it into an interest-bearing account was the boats, was the memories that the boat uh, boats created, the vacations and the memories that came from the vacations. Uh, obviously, we didn't have to walk anywhere because we had a vehicle to drive places. So uh, I'm, I'm thinking that with all the information that my father had at the time, I think that uh, you know he's like most Americans uh, in the fact that he believed that spending money on these things was uh, was more efficient than putting money in, in, into an interest-bearing account. But the infinite banking concept and what we provide as services is being able to do both. Being able to go on vacation, being able to purchase cars, being able to uh, put additions on your home, being able to buy the boats and recreational vehicles, being able to do both. Okay, now it's it's kind of um. Uh, kind of a complicated uh, way in which we we understand or get to understand how the infinite banking concept works. Um, but you know, I'm not the inventor of the infinite banking concept. And there's a, the founder's name is Nelson Nash. Uh, you can look him up on online, and he created uh, the infinite banking concept. He has a, a book that he came out with a, a little over 20 years ago uh, called Become Your Own Banker. And in this book, he he aligns both the conceptual and the practical uh, when it comes to the infinite banking concept. And uh, I do have several of these books. Uh, I'm actually going to put out uh, an offer for the first uh, first three people that uh, that email me. Uh, I will send off a, a book for free, and these books sell for over twenty dollars a piece. And I will send out uh, a free book for the first three people that that email me. The email address is info at paradigmlife.net. P a r a d i g m l i f e dot net. Info at paradigmlife.net. Or you can give us a call at eight hundred eight seven zero eight six. Seven zero. So I think the whole premise as far as Nelson Nash is concerned is he really looks at the flow of money. And looking at the flow of money, most individuals are taught to save anywhere from 5 to 10% of their income. And based on this 5 to 10%, if you really look at a calculator and see how much money that accounts to over time, it's not very much. And that's why one of the other premises behind financial, pr uh, financial planning is to earn a relatively high rate of return for a long period of time. And that rate of return um, you know, is, is anywhere from 8, 9, 10%. Uh, and nowadays, I mean, I can't imagine what what uh, what financial advisors are going to say going into 2010 because of all the gains that happened in in 2009. And you know, ironically, that's that's going to you know play a, a lot bigger uh, positive influence than uh, than the losses of 2008. And the reason why I say uh, positive influence is because in 2008, individuals should have recognized that uh, that the market has uh, has a cyclical nature. It has booms and it has busts. But yet, people don't get this, and they don't get why those booms and busts happen. Um, but as far as you know, 2009 and the decent gains that the market had in, in 2009, that's going to be the emphasis of financial advisors getting you into the same old traditional products in 2010, and that's unfortunate. Um, but but basically what they're trying to do, again, going back to this premise, is they're trying to earn very high and what I deem risky rates of return on small amounts of your income between 5 and
than 10%, which is the average savings rate um, of a, a working class individuals. Now, we, I, I sometimes tout that the savings rate for uh, for United States is in the negatives, and it has been. I think for um, you know m- most people that make below you know thirty thousand dollars, that is the case. But individuals that are making over fifty thousand uh, dollars, most of them are still saving around the five to ten percent range. But again, going back. They're betting on you earning high rates of return on relatively low uh, savings rates. So the whole point in the infinite banking concept is to show you how to restructure your finances and really create a financial plan where instead of having you know 20% of your money going to your mortgage, 10% of your income going to credit card payments, you know 10% of your uh, of your money going in other places, lifestyle expenses and so forth, that you redirect that money so that it's utilized to fund what's called your bank. And that banks uh, is inside of a proprietary insurance product that has earned interest for over 100 years. And uh, that interest is a tax-free, tax-free interest. And uh, I don't know any other company that exists that can claim that they've paid an interest rate or a dividend and a tax-free dividend at that uh, for over 100 years. Now, there's a, a sour flavor that comes into a person's mind whenever they hear insurance because most insurance is not set up for the utilization of its account value or its cash value. Typically, insurance is set up in a much different, a much different way. Um, but through our education, we teach you how insurance companies over the last five years have really started to appeal to individuals as more of a savings vehicle and investment vehicle uh, than merely protection. Uh, proof of that is the bi- uh, tens of billions of dollars that banks and corporations hold in this very proprietary insurance product. And we utilize this in conjunction with uh, the infinite banking concept. And the banking concept in and of itself, in a nutshell, is basically a financial tool that's utilized to become a self-financing tool, which basically means that as you are approached with the necessity of buying a vehicle, you will not go to your uh, go to your credit union. Uh, you will not go to your savings account and and buy it cash or go to your credit union and finance it. You will utilize your proprietary banking system to finance it yourself, meaning money will come out of this proprietary insurance product. It will purchase the item in question, and then you will finance it yourself, setting up a payment plan with interest that goes right back into this proprietary insurance vehicle. Now, for those of you who didn't get that, it's a, it's a simple concept. Basically, this this uh, savings vehicle takes on several roles. Number one, it takes on your savings. Okay, it takes on your retirement savings, but it also takes on the means by which you purchase things, whether it's your vacation, whether it's your car, whether it's an RV, and so forth. And let's just use an example of a car. And you have $50,000 inside of this savings vehicle. You take $10,000 out, you purchase a car. Okay, you purchase it free and clear, you get the title, and you set up a monthly payment plan right back into this insurance product with interest. And so it will be paid back with interest over a certain period of time, two, three, four years. It's, it's a term of your choosing. And after that time period, you will not only have paid back all $10,000, okay, but you will have paid back the interest associated with that. And all of those payments go into a vehicle that has earned interest over that specific term or period of time. Okay, and looking at doing this over you know, a 10, 20, 30-year period of time, 
that hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars that my father had spent on these different things, okay, all of that money will be recouped and in your savings vehicle, continuing to earn interest. And so again, kind of combating the premise of earning high savings yields or investment yields on five to ten percent of your income, now you can earn guaranteed conservative tax-free yields on thirty to forty percent of your income meaning there's going to be a much higher savings rate because instead of your money going to your credit union as a car payment or going to your credit union as an RV payment or going as a mortgage payment to your mortgage company or going right out the window as far as your vacations or vacation funds or other savings fund, okay, you're able to uh, take that money and now flow it right into an account that you control because money that goes to a bank or goes to any other place that charges you interest, the benefit as far as banking is concerned, goes to them. It does not go to you. So the infinite banking concept allows you to recoup not only uh, the money that would have gone out the window to your car or gone out the window to your RV or vacation, okay, it not only allows you to recoup that, but it also allows you to recoup the interest you have otherwise have paid. So again, the infinite banking concept, uh, in general, it's a, it's a relatively easy concept to understand uh, once you're educated. And that's what we provide at Paradigm Life is a no-obligation uh, consultation to teach you how this, how this process works. Uh, and we're not pushy salespeople. We uh, just we, we love the concept. We know that it would revolutionize our country uh, if pe- people really understood it. So that's our that's our objective. Our objective is to teach individuals how the process how the process works. Uh, not only we teach you how the process works, but we also teach you uh, exactly how the product works, which is probably the most confusing confusing part of the whole educational curriculum that we provide. So again, for those of you uh, who, have, who are listening for the first time and are not clients of ours, uh, we definitely encourage you to, to call in and schedule this free consultation. Our phone number is 800-870-8670 or our uh, email address is info at paradigmlife.net. Again, for the first three people that give us uh, give us an email or a call, uh, we will give a we'll send out a free uh, free book by Nelson Nash uh, that gives you more of an in-depth view uh, as 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 to how the infinite banking concept works. So that that's it for me today. It's the day after Christmas. I wish everybody a wonderful holiday. Hope you have a great new year and uh, we'll have our next podcast coming into this uh, this new year. I uh, hope everybody had uh, a lear- good learning experience during 2009 and uh, has has set lofty goals for 2010. Uh, We'd love to be a part of those goals. Please give us a call, and we'd love to chat with you. Again, the phone number is 800-870-8670. Our email address is info at paradigmlife.net. That's it. Have a great new year.